Hi guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Heidi. And welcome to another episode of Betty Squared. Today we are looking at chapter 115, Return to Riverdale. Riverdale? Riverdale. Riverdale. I was like, man, did I mess that up? I don't know. Sure did. Does it matter? No, because does anything in this show matter anymore? No, the answer is no. (laughs) That was like a full 25 seconds before we went boom. Negative. Yeah, I think that's a record for us. I I'm proud of us. That that's great. I'm proud of us too, in a really weird, sick, twisted way. It's realistic. You oh know? gosh. Well, this episode, of course, is about uh, them coming to terms with the fact that River Vale is bleeding into Riverdale, and we find out how that happens today in in this episode, and we find out. Um, what Percival is and his connections to all these powers and his past. And we're presented that in the form of an interview with one Alice Cooper who makes a very interesting comment and says, I'm with you so far. (laughs) After he's explained, like, I wrote that quote down. I'm with you so far. She has, he has talked at that point about, like looking into the dark arts mm-hmm. and um being a pilgrim with the devil and being a pilgrim and not being from the year 2020 and not being from Riverdale and Alice goes I'm with you so far <laughs> are you are you Alice because that's like Veronica saying Oh, so th- your mom was working with the FBI the whole time? That kind of tracks. No, it fucking doesn't. No, it fucking doesn't. Nothing tracks. It doesn't. <gasps> nothing tracks. Nothing's okay. I- it's all bad. It's all bad stuff. <coughs> <coughs> oh my god, I'm literally over here dying because I'm choking on my own spit from laughing so hard. <laughs> Oh my god! Brutal oh. <laughs> <coughs> episode. Don't mind me. I'm, f- I'm fine. Um, I'm fine. I love, I love the writing um, of this episode. I really. Once upon a time, I wanted to be a screenwriter, <laughs> and um, now having watched Riverdale, I know that anybody can be. God. So here's the funny thing, though. Here's the funny thing. As you were describing it, I was like, oh, yeah, we did learn a lot this episode. There were, like, like this actually had, like, some content to it. And I was like, oh, yeah, but don't be, like, your your summary of the episode was so much better written from you just saying it out loud, improvisationally, <laughs> than how the actual episode is written. It, yeah. Thank you. Um, you made it sound it really probably interesting. Comes with working. Thank you. Well, it also probably comes from me literally being a performer. Like yes, my job is to storytell. So, um, but also here we are with me basically hate watching the show now. Yes. So. If you guys didn't know, we're changing the title. It's called Hate Watch Now. Welcome. <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> we, these episodes are the Hate we Watch did talk series. About that last. <laughs> 
We did watch that. Uh, we did watch that. We did say that in our last episode. Um, Hashtag I don't know watch. about officially. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we should still be like Betty Squared, a Riverdale podcast. Oh no, yeah. Hashtag hate watch. Hashtag hate watch. Like, that should be our new thing. Yeah. At least it'll be I less mean, embarrassing <laughs> if people find out. Well, see, here's the thing. T- here's the thing too. Like. We've never had an Instagram for this podcast. We've had a Facebook page, which I haven't touched since season two. No, we've got an email if you want to email us. What do you, what do we even put on social media these days? It's, it's almost like when you're in a show as a performer Mm. or as a creative type and you know the show is trash. Yes, it's exactly. And so you just kind of phone it in and, but you don't promote it. Yeah. Exactly. Not that I think what we do is trash. I just think we no. talk a lot of trash. We talk a lot of trash, and the show itself is trash. But it was good once upon a time. Long, long time ago. It's been a minute. It has. It's been a minute. But, wow. yeah, I mean, from what you said, there should be a lot of interesting things to cover, but um, I don't have a lot of notes. <laughs> No, nor do I. And I, I don't actually fault the episode for that. I think I it was designed to very much be a sit and absorb kind of episode. It's it's what they typically do. You know, those those last couple of episodes before the finale, mm-hmm. they they kind of everything kind of comes to a head and you know, the finale is never really the conclusion of the storyline it's the setup for the next story yeah it's usually the episode prior to the finale that is the big um the big showdown of whatever evil that they're fighting yeah um for that season so i think this is the lead up to know who percival is where he comes from we've learned that he's not even from this dimension because riverdale talks in different dimensions now yeah it's a multiverse Um, guys it's what's cool and hip right now <laughs> he is from River Vale, but like from like the 1800s and yeah, did the deal with the devil and stuff. But I want to jump straight in. Okay. Because my, my note, my very first note, I'm like talking, the show opened and I went, what the fuck? <laughs> Do you have any idea what that might have been referencing? I don't remember what the first, the first scenes... So the first scene opens, they're all in Archie's living room yes. talking about, like, everyone's dead. Yeah. Well, again, right? More death. I mean, sorry, they're not dead, but they're, like, Percival thinks they're dead. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so what do you think I went, oh, my God, about? What could have possibly have, have been an issue? This is actually, this is probably hard. I don't know if you'll get this. Is it po- it's this not is not Molly. about anything anyone said. No, it's oh. nothing about anything that anybody said. I really don't know. There's so many things it could be. Veronica's outfit. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, she was wearing let me wait, let me guess. For you. Let me guess. 
guess what she's wearing. I okay. think I think I see it in my brain. Is she, are, is she wearing like a tweed pair of shorts that are like a like tweedy green color, and they have like they look like they should be shorts that are a part of like a short suit. Like she should have a suit jacket with it with the shorts, and then the shirt is like a mesh shirt. She's wearing one of her mesh long sleeves. You're you're so close. Okay. So the shorts, um, the shorts are blue. Oh, blue. In fact, okay. they're like a de- they're like a denim blue. So I actually initially thought she was wearing denim shorts, but yeah, you're right. They it does look like it's missing the jacket. Yeah. Like it, it looks like it's part of a set. Yeah. But it was a high waisted six button. Yes, the buttons. Denim blue shorts. But then the shirt was a sheer, yes. like, Meshy. see-through, mm-hmm. meshy thing. They love putting her in those. the busiest pattern. They put, well, this busy pattern everywhere. What on God's green earth were they thinking putting that meshy sh- shirt with a pair of high-waisted blue denim-looking shorts? That shirt needed to go with a black like leather skirt or slacks or something but not blue high-rise shorts it looked it looked like the bottom of her was dressed for like a picnic and the top was dressed for business like it it just looked so bizarre i think like maybe if she had had a jacket on with it and it was like buttoned like, that could have worked, like, with that meshy top underneath. But on its own, it was a wild outfit. It also wasn't her colors. Like, she's not the one wearing no. denim and, like, light blues and light greens. She's wearing reds and blacks and purples. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. I don't get it. It was it was like they forgot to get her shorts. <laughs> Yes. So they were like, oh, take let's these. just like grab these from costuming. Yeah. yeah, this is meant to be part of a set, but don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. We'll just put you in this for now. Huh? It it was weird. Atrocious. And it it pissed me off when I watched it the first time. It pissed me off when I watched the the re- when I rewatched it. I was like, no. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah, very weird choice. Anyway, very weird choice. That was that was my first observation of this episode, and it set it up badly for me. Yeah. Well, within the first, like, couple minutes when they're talking about, like, what do they need to do to prep for the the war? <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, and stuff like that. And Jughead's like, well, I have an idea. And Archie's like, okay, tell us the idea. And he's like, well, it's not fully fleshed out yet. I don't want to share. And it's like, you brought it up, dude. What the fuck? Then shut the fuck up. Then you have nothing. That's not what we're asking for. But just thought that was stupid also, as hell. Also, who sits there and goes, who goes, okay, I've got this idea. Okay, but, like, it's not fully formed yet. Okay, so fucking fully form it. Talk out loud to yourself later. My God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, um, but I did notice what you meant about Archie's hair specifically in this first scene. Um, that it's, you know, oh. it is longer, but it's this like, yeah, it looks like it hasn't been washed. Yeah, unwashed. And I don't know why that is. I mean, it is, it's a darker red than what they normal than they normally have on him. But 
Yeah, it was strange. Yeah. Yeah, very strange. I don't know. Also strange, the fact that we find out that our guy, our boy uh, Jughead, he, his power isn't mind reading. It's portals. So he's been opening portals to yeah, your mind. <laughs> because Cheryl is now a phoenix, so naturally... Um, and Tabitha is a guardian angel. But Betty's still the same. But, Betty's, <laughs> but Betty just sees some auras. Sometimes. Occasionally, like when she like it, she can't really control it. Yeah. And also Veronica is poisonous, but like hasn't killed anybody yet. Yeah, it's been a bit. Like, so he, does she even still have her I don't oh. <laughs> yep. oh, this show hurts me. It hurts so bad, Heidi. It's really bad. Um it's really bad. You know what else was really bad? You know what else was really bad? You may not have caught it. And I am guaranteeing you 99.9% of the watchers didn't catch it. As somebody who literally makes her living directing and producing film, Mm -hmm. I caught it. Okay. And I'm sure other creative people would too. The scene where Percival and Alice are having tea Mm -hmm. in Alice's home was entirely shot on green screen. Whoa, I didn't think to look too closely at it, so I didn't even so, think about it. Again, I I, I may be wrong. Um, I want to watch it again. But I, I guarantee you, I'm, I guarantee you, I'm right. So there is a certain flatness yes. um, that comes with working with green screen. There is, like, you know, they do incredible things in this day and age. Yes. But you can, to the trained eye... Um, and especially in TV where they're shooting digitally. Yeah. I mean, they they shoot digitally for film as well. Some some directors still like to shoot on film, but it's far more expensive. But the quality is beautiful. Um, it is harder to get away with using green screen in TV because budgets are smaller. Yeah. And lighting setups, it's a quicker turnaround. Film, you can actually take your time. Um, so if you have a look... They stayed in a lot of close-ups. Now, a close-up is where it's basically, if you imagine, just underneath the bottom of your chin. So top of your shoulders to the top of your head. That's a close-up. So when the camera like is you know, uh, focused just on somebody's face. That is a trick you do when you're using green screen so your eye isn't distracted by the fact that the background isn't really there. I have a feeling they either did a reshoot for that scene and they couldn't get the set, or the two actors were not available on the same day and yeah, had to shoot together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have another look at it. Watch it. You'll if you look at the background and you look at where the actors, like if you look at like their outline mm-hmm. against the green screen or against the background, yeah. it looks weird. But wow, yeah, I'll have to check that it out is. because that's so funny. Um, I'll have to look and see in the future if I catch any of those too. Uh, I've never seen it done before, so it makes me think that something happened. Yeah, it was a regular. Something happened where, yeah, it was a a reshoot or, yeah. Some interesting. Um, Yeah. I thought it was lame of Cheryl to not warn Betty before taking her to go see Polly. That was just rude she could have just told her but then likewise not just that 
Betty doesn't take Polly to her mom. Yes, I was thinking the same thing, too. But she lets Polly wash her feet. I knew you were going to love that. I knew you were going to love it. I mean, you know how... Do you know that I, like, hate feet? Like, yeah. I almost have a phobia of feet. I did know that. I don't I know why. I think feet are but, so yeah. effing nasty. They are. You're yeah, correct. Um, oh, God. Um, and then she's washing her feet, and she didn't even pull her pants up, so her pants are going to be wet, and she's touching them with her hands. Whoa. And there wasn't even any soap. She, like, just took water, and she splashed her feet a little. Just kind of weird. Because she's, like, washing the sin away? Well, yeah, because uh, that was another thing. So a lot of the thing with the, like, storyline with Polly and with Betty this episode was, like, cleansing Betty. So she doesn't feel like the harlot anymore and she doesn't feel like dark Betty and, and all that stuff anymore. And, like, fixing the, like, sin that she feels. And they, like, played it a lot into, like, Christianity and stuff. And I was just not quite interested in that. Polly says, um, well, someone did it for me so that I could get into the suite hereafter, so now I'm going to do it for you, which is, and the feet washing thing is a very biblical thing, and filled with grace, and, oh, God. Um, so that was a storyline. But I, the, regardless of, like, how bad I think that storyline was and how it wasn't good, I did like that at the end... Betty was happy. Like, she was so happy when she saw herself in the mirror and she had the light aura. And I was like, that's sweet. I like that. Yeah, it was. She was really, like, I think it was a big weight off of her shoulders. But here's the thing as well. She had a a conversation with Polly after the many, like, sleep scenes that Betty had. Yes. So tired. She slept a lot. And she's... And she slipped in Cheryl's bed, which, okay, sure, whatever. Um, Betty makes the comment to Polly, Polly, I'm evil. Yeah. Betty has never really done anything that is purely evil. And I know that that's what Polly was kind of getting, trying to get her to come to terms with. Yeah. Um, but it it was very weird. It was very, very weird. And then she was talking about, and then Polly was like, oh, the MEO8 gene or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you recall this or even if our, if our listeners did, but I when that gene first started being referenced on Riverdale, yes. I looked it up. And it turns out we all have it. Every single person has that gene. It is more predominant in some serial killer cases, but it doesn't a serial killer make. And um, I'm kind of getting sick of her leaning on this. Oh, I have this thing, so I must be evil. Yeah. No, evil is defined by the actions you do and nothing she has ever done. Even when she killed her cat, she has already come to terms with the fact that her father encouraged that behavior yes and when you're a kid you don't know better you look to your parents to guide you and if you have a parent who is a serial killer they're not gonna necessarily guide you in the right way yeah so i'm a bit bit disappointed that she's so complacent with being evil 
Because if she truly thinks she is, why is she not fighting it? Why is she not trying to let her good actions outweigh her innate personality or behaviors? Well, I think it's trying. I think here's the thing is that it's the whole thing about that. The whole like dark Betty thing. The, you know, her knowing that she's marked and, you know, all that stuff that they mentioned too is I think trying to be a poor metaphor for like self-hatred and like depression and there's aspects of the conversation that I thought were like a little like it's a good thing to hear and I kind of liked the line where Polly was like what have you ever like actually what have you ever done to to be marked to that is what have you ever done that is so unforgivable and I think that that kind of made me, who is a very hard time being kind to myself and is <laughs> depressed and, you know, all, has anxiety and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. I was like, what have I ever done that is that makes me so unworthy, that makes me so... And it's a good reminder. It's not easy to accept, but it's a good reminder. But in that being said, in thinking that it's a an attempt to be a metaphor for that, I don't think it's a, successful in doing that with one or two good lines about that, that I think are accurate. And I think he's exactly what you said are right, that it's just kind of, it's once again, Riverdale leaning on these stories that they've told before over and over and over again in a way that's just so unentertaining. I'm just bored of this. Mm. We've talked about Dark Betty since like episode four or something like that. Like, let's move on. Right, that's that's the thing. Like, why? Yeah, why? Why is this still a thing? Why is this still? Yeah, why is this still a thing? Yeah, and I think it's just lazy writing is the answer to that. Unfortunately. Well, now apparently she's all good because her feet have been washed and she's got a clean aura. Yeah, I mean, if she's feeling good, that's all that matters, I guess. At the end of the day, I'm down for her feeling better. But yeah, I'm done with this episode and this and this dark Betty bullshit. She can be done now. I'm good. That's my song. Um, I wrote it especially for this moment. I love it. It was beautiful. Uh, give her a Grammy. <gasps> yes. So I had a moment that I enjoyed way too much in this episode where I like mm. snorted <laughs> with laughter. Interesting. It was the following line that was delivered by Sheriff Keller. Oh, no. <laughs> Look at it this way. Percival is going to make you more famous than you ever could have been on your own. <laughs> Like, possessed, fucked up Sheriff Keller is brutal. And I, it really looked like we, we had talked about, like, are these people having fun? He's having fun with this one. Like, that actor was living for all of the, like, the, the part where he is being held at knife point by Reggie, and then he, like, takes the knife and he has that, like, smirk. I was like, oh. Hello. Like, it was very, like, yeah. skeet from Scream, you know? Kind of funny throw to... Yeah, it's the hot dads of Riverdale. Oh, God, they're back. The hot dads of Riverdale. Love them. It was just so 
it was because it was I so like funny. in this I like in this episode where Kevin's all like I've got to go I've got to leave for New York like I'm in danger okay New York that's the first place he's gonna look for you Moose is already gone okay so why didn't you go with him yeah weird and then he shoves that giant photo of Anthony into his bag. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. I'm it's just I'm actually <sighs> dead. But I just I I thought it was so funny because it's like you know I've I've always said like Kevin's like I'm going to New York I'm not going to yeah. New York I'm going to New York I've got to try this I'm like dude no one fucking cares anymore <laughs> just and do now, it like I'm sick of your shit now you're like your own dad is like dude go do it with your death like we're gonna kill you and you're gonna be even more famous than you ever could have been on your own i was like ah brutal (laughs) brutal dude yeah sheriff evil sheriff keller was absolutely brutal and it was great oh my god it was it was just the best thing in the whole world yeah and speaking to people it was just the best thing in the whole world yes and and speaking to people that looked like they were having fun this episode i do kind of have to say that about cole because him going like absolutely unhinged with jughead with both of the alternate universe jugheads was like pretty yes. fun they were very funny yeah i i must admit i really liked river vale mm-hmm. Jughead, not not the one in the bunker, the other one. Oh no, I like, like the, the bunker one. With the nice one. <laughs> hair and the nice suit. You liked the bunker one, of course you did. You're like, I can fix him. No, I just, I, I don't even want to touch it. Like, I don't want to touch him with like a ten foot pole. But I just was like, this is funny. Like, he's lost it, and I enjoy that. <laughs> Maybe that's mean, but that's how I felt. Well, we also got confirmation this episode yes. of your theory, yes, that you were right about, which I'm unsurprised because you call a lot of this stuff, Yeah, um, that Jughead was, well, River Vale Jughead was the person that called Betty mm-hmm. and warned her to get her and Archie out of the house before the bomb went off. Yeah. Yes. And then Ethel was pretty pissed off about that, which was nice to see her again. Yes. Nice to see Ethel. She's she's very sick of uh, Bunker Jughead's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she let him have it. That was she great. Did. She truly did. Um, I do have to say about the... I was excited about the flashbacks to, like, pilgrim days, like, uh, settlement. Because I'm into that sort of thing when it comes to, like, like Vivich and... Fear Street, nineteen six, sixteen sixty nine, and or sixteen sixty six. It's not sixty nine. <laughs> wow. Okay, Heidi. Slip. Um, it very Ooh. easily could have been sixty nine, though. That would have been pretty on par with just what they were doing. But um, gross. Not literally. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. But those like. <laughs> uh, those like period piece. Uh, like horror. Or even just period piece, like, sort of, like, movies, suspense and things like that. I'm into. I wasn't... I was disappointed by the way that they did it. I wish that... I kind of almost wish that we had, like, at least half of an episode where they could be in that sort of, like, settlement 
scenes and we could have heard like we could have heard them like speak more about it see really see what the interaction between the devil cypher and like how that deal happened and what that was like like i would have been into that a little bit um also because i think it's really funny to hear actors like doing those old oldie times uh, like like accents i think it's funny um but I don't know. I yeah, didn't like I this do too. Version. I I will say one of the notes that I have from the like the flashback to um, Percival being a pilgrim and all of that was mm-hmm. <laughs> Pilgrim Percival is hot. <laughs> yes, there was something he a bit about like, the like shirt was open a bit. And the when he had the knife above head and he was like so dramatically pulling it down to kill uh, the Brita ancestor person, uh, very funny to me. It, it was it was um, it was a little sexy, which I don't know hot. what that means for me. There's something <laughs> oh, there's something God. about the the old school dress on on a certain man that does look very Men. good. Yeah. I th- I think it's just like it's a very masculine kind of look, and it's also the look that you see on all those romance novels where they've got those yeah like, open the billowy shirts, shirts and, flowy, and the vests and they're and the hair's long and yeah yeah exactly exactly I fully agree so yeah yeah nice fully agree. nice nice nice. Um, um, I only have one note left, and that is my baby Anthony counter. So I I uh, defer to you for any updates you might want to share. You're shaking your head. I have nothing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I didn't hate this episode. No, it was fine. It was also not my favorite. Yeah. Um, but it was, I, I think I would have been disappointed if we didn't get some kind of episode like this yeah. because we definitely were owed some explanation of origin story and all of that stuff. 100%. I agree. Um, and don't forget, Alice is keeping up. She's with, she's with you so far. Yeah. She's not going to be for much longer. No, because her head's going to go in a box. That was the end of this episode, right? I'm not mixing things up. That was this. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, Yeah, you're you're spot on. Um, That was the end of this episode. We don't see it. No. We see the guillotine. Kind of surprised. And then they get a, a... Oh, I I think there's some restrictions about showing no, beheadings on TV. No, I don't mean. <laughs> yes, no, I don't mean seeing the actual beheading, but like in the same way that we saw Jason get killed, like that, like it would have been very. Oh my god, it would have been so good if they were on like a seating arrangement similar to when they found the Jason video, and we have that same like where it shows the beginning of them all in the. What like seeing all of them in the guillotines or whatever, and then you see like uh Percival walk in and like he's about to like snap his fingers or however however he would like call the things down, and he looks at the camera um to like another f u to them, you know, and then it cuts and they're all, it's all their reactions to it 
that would have but they're in the same like positions of when they were like finding out about jason do you remember that that would have been a really cool callback that that would have been a really cool callback but Let's be real. What we're watching now is not the show no. that we we started no. six seasons ago. No, it's not. It's not the same. I've never seen a show change tone so, so drastically, aggressively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really. It does um, feel aggressive, doesn't it? <laughs> it is. It's aggressive. It's like it's like whiplash. Yes. It's like oh, you're going this way. Never mind. You've just been t-boned by a truck, so now you're going this way. Yeah. Like it's, it's very aggressive. It it's is. they haven't like coaxed us into it. They're just like, hey, here's this thing. Surprise. It's like we got punched in the face, and then they were like, fuck you. This is what the show's about now. Get back up, and they, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they do it again. Yeah, exactly. Well, do you want to do you want to take a guess of the baby Anthony counter for this episode? Oh man. I don't feel like there was... You're like, if I have to. If I have to. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if there were too many in this one. Um, let's say three. One. Oh, wow. There was only one. Um, I feel like we're not at 50 yet. Mm. I feel like... I feel like we'll hit 50. I think we will. By the end of... By the end of the season. Like, I almost will be disappointed if we don't. <laughs> it must. I, I'm pretty sure we will. It must. It must. Oh, boy. All right. Well, uh, what would Betty do? Oh, God. I mean, our girl would be reunited with her dead sister, no longer dead. Great news. She would open up to her sister, ask, like, really get some help from her sister, which is kind of nice, but it would be done in this weird religious way. Um, but then at the end of the day, Betty's healed and it has a more positive view of herself. And that's all we can ask for, really. And our girl seems to be doing good, except, oh, sorry, her mom died or was killed brutally. Brutal murder. Caught on tape. Yeah, but, like, she's not even really worried because she's like, oh, I know how – I'm a certified death walker now. I guess. Remember that? Yeah, I do. So hopefully maybe, that's all fine and nothing Sabrina goes awry. Like, oh, God. <laughs> but she's – her head is missing. Her head is, like, chopped off. Yes. Like, can you bring somebody back if their head – if their body is in two pieces? Well, she brought back Jason and Polly, and Polly was in a lot of pieces. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel bad. Heidi. I feel bad about Heidi, it. Heidi, even I wouldn't say that. Even I wouldn't say that. And I hate Polly. <laughs> oh my god. It's not untrue. It's not untrue. That was the darkest thing you've ever said. I don't know. <laughs> that can't. I don't know. Maybe. But I don't know. Oh my god. I kind of. I kind of want to put that on a t shirt. <laughs> Well, she brought back Polly, and Polly was in a lot of pieces. <laughs> she was. Oh, Jesus. She was. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to go from there. I, I think we just have to end on that before before we get ourselves into more trouble. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right, friends. 
Well, we will love you and leave you all, and we will be back next time for another episode of Betty Squared. Bye. Bye.